Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Welcome back to Business, the Law and You, the first program for 2014. And it's hard to believe we're already one month into the year, aren't we? We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week, though. A bit later in the program, we'll be having a chat with Christina Sikiotis from Ideation at Work about uh, innovation and are we getting our innovation ideas ready for the new year. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Greg Kerr from Effective Workplace about some of the new laws relating to workplace bullying. Good afternoon, Greg. Good day, Julian. Well, thanks for joining us again, and and it's quite a while since we've spoken, probably about uh, 12 months, and and last time we spoke, you were talking about uh, the Federal Parliament debating new laws about bullying, and there were other developments in the work and health and safety area, with new codes of practice being drafted. So uh, where are we at? What's the current developments? Well, a lot has happened in the last year. Uh, The changes to the Fair Work Act that we were talking about back then have been passed by Parliament. They actually came into force from the 1st of January this year. Mm. Um, And I'd like to talk about them in some detail. Yeah. Um, But first, let's remind ourselves a bit about what bullying is and isn't. Um, So the definition of bullying in the Fair Work Act says that a worker is bullied at work if, while the worker is at work in a constitutionally covered business, and we won't worry too much about that, um, an individual or a group of individuals repeatedly behaves unreasonably towards the worker or towards a group of workers of which the worker is a member, and that behaviour creates a risk to health and safety. And then it goes on to say that, to avoid doubt, that that a definition does not apply to reasonable management action carried out in a reasonable manner. So just to what's, let's unpack that a little bit. So the important things are that as far as the Fair Work Act is concerned, bullying is behaviour that occurs at work, first up. Mm. It must be, to be bullying, the behaviour must be repeated. It must be unreasonable, directed towards one or more workers, and it must create a risk to health and safety. Now, that includes, of course, both physical and, and mental health. Mm. And mental health is probably the, the, big one. the focus these days. Yeah. Um, and, of course, bullying can be done by a, an individual or by a group. Now, this mention of reasonable management action. Now, it's important to note that for management action not to be uh, bullying... Um, that management action must be reasonable in itself and it must be carried out in a reasonable manner. Um, so I suppose reasonable is going to be tested in the courts? It is, and it's, it's an objective test. What would a reasonable person think if mm. they saw this happening? It's not just about subjective inte- perceptions. Mm. And, and the reasonable decision would be of the judge in the court, would it? Uh, ultimately, yes. Mm. So it would depend on his values and or his or her values. And and case law that's been built up. Yeah. But I think most people will probably recognise what's reasonable and what's not. Yeah. I mean, asking people to do certain work or perform to their uh, job descriptions is not unreasonable, is it? That's absolutely reasonable and as long as you go about asking them to do that in a reasonable way. You know, for instance, giving them the opportunity to get trained up or to learn skills, give them time to demonstrate skills rather than launching in and, and just boot, giving them the boot straight away. Now, that, that might be bullying. 
um, or you know really putting the weights on them and not giving mm. them the opportunity and, and continually berating them for not meeting the requirements that could well be bullying and we're going to talk a little bit in a moment about the evidence obviously evidence would back that up wouldn't it yeah evidence is really yeah. critical to all of this well, well how do the new anti-bullying provisions or the new act come into to place how, do, how does it work okay what what the new part of the act creates is the right for a worker who reasonably believes, there's that word again, that he or she has been bullied at work, they can make an application to the Fair Work Commission for an order to have the bullying stopped. Um, and that's the important thing. This is about stopping or preventing bullying. Um, so how do they do it? They fill in a form. They submit it to the Fair Work Commission along with the uh, application fee, which is currently $65.50. And um, I might note that unlike some of the other forms, the unfair dismissal forms, the new forms do require the applicant and the employer who responds to the application to provide a lot of factual detail up Mm. front, which will help the Commission work out whether this is bullying or not. Um, it'll also help weed out a few of the shonky or vexatious applications, hopefully. Mm. So, you've put the application in. Within 14 days, the Commission must start to deal with the claim. doesn't mean it has to be finished, but they've got to start dealing with it. So that could be the Commission asking for more information. It could be the Commission convening a conference, uh, and there they might mediate or conciliate the matter. They could make a recommendation or express an opinion. Or alternatively, they can convene a formal hearing where evidence is taken and a decision is then made by the Commission. Um, And it's only at that point that the Commission would be able to make formal orders. Mm. So it's quite possible that in the in the course of dealing with an application, the Commission might work its way through all three of those stages if if it wasn't resolved at an earlier stage, or the Commission decided that it wasn't bullying at all early on. Mm. So. We've gone through all of that. If the Commission is satisfied that bullying has occurred and that there's a risk it might continue, then it can make any order that it considers appropriate to prevent the worker being bullied at work. This is a very wide scope. Um, What it can't do, though, is make an order for payment of money for compensation. It's got to be about action to stop any further bullying occurring. Uh, if someone doesn't follow the, the orders, then there can be fines for the contravention. Well, well that's uh, interesting. What I think we might do is just take a break and then we'll come sure. back and, uh, and follow that up a little bit in a moment. Yes, and you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. We're talking with Greg Kerr from Effective Workplace about the... Uh, Uh, anti-bullying laws that came into effect on the 1st of January. And, uh, I mean, they seem a little bit draconian from the employer's point of view. Are there things that the Commission has to take into account in deciding whether to make an order or not? Yeah, that's right, Julian. There are a number of things the Commission has to do before it can go on to make an order. Probably the first thing is that the worker, the applicant, has to satisfy the Commission that they've got a reasonable belief that they've been bullied. What that means is that they have to put up sufficient factual information um, to allow the Commission itself to conclude that, that bullying really has happened. While the worker's perception that they've been bullied is important, 
that on its own is not enough. They, they must be able to refer to real conduct, specific conduct, specific events that have happened so that the Commission can decide that, yes, there has been bullying. So once we get over that hurdle, then the Commission has to take into account, firstly, any final or interim outcomes, and I'll come back to that again in a sec, of an investigation that another body or person might be gathering, carrying out other than the Commission. So that could be work cover could be an internal investigation um, within the company or it could be an independent investigator that's been appointed. Um, secondly, did the worker have access to any procedure to resolve the grievances or disputes, including bullying, and have they used them? So again, that could be an internal complaints or a, a grievance procedure. Um, what have been the outcomes of that procedure? Final, if it's over, or if it's still going, have there been any interim outcomes? Uh, and then finally, the usual grab bag, any other matters that the Commission considers relevant. Um, so that, again, gives them a lot of room to manoeuvre. Mm. Uh, one thing to note, though, is that even while a, an application to the Commission is under a, underway, an applicant, a worker, is still able to continue a complaint to work cover. So there could be the Commission working, dealing okay. with it, and work cover still dealing with it as well. Okay. So it's important to be aware of that. Well, it is, because I, I was under the impression this replaced work cover's involvement. But, uh, no, not at all. No. It, it, this is a, a really interesting oddity in some ways because bullying has always been regarded as primarily a work no. health and safety issue. No. This is converting it to some extent to an industrial issue. No. And there's been a, a fair divide between those that's now been bridged a little bit by these provisions. So, so do you think these, this is really going to have an impact? I mean, we've been, we've been trying for a long time to deal with workplace bullying and you've always got that issue where people don't want to complain because I might lose my job or, you know, it's really the very serious cases that would come under this, isn't it? Um, I think that's probably right. Uh, it could be a less serious case, but one that hasn't been reasonably addressed by the employer, and I think that's the key, mm. is employers can't, particularly now with this power in the Commission, employers can't just sit back and hope that it'll go away mm. or not really deal with it, or worse yet, um, shoot the victim. Mm. Um, mm. They really have to deal with it, and the best way of doing that is to actually build a culture mm. and have policies in place mm. that stop it happening in the first place. Mm. And I think that's not something that requires reams of paper, but it does require management to make a real effort to build the sort of workplace where bullying doesn't happen. Mm. Um, you know, they have to walk the talk in that respect as well. So, I mean, they're the things we've talked about in the past, aren't they? They are, I mean, yeah. Uh, a good work work uh, workplace or uh, employer will have these in place anyway, won't they? And but that's where if it gets to a court of law, that's where mm. it's going to be their evidence. That's going to be the proof that they've done something about it. Exactly right. And what the employer is going to have to show is that they did ha did have policies and procedures in place. If a complaint of bullying was made, that they have actually use those policies. Often it can be worse to have a policy in place and not use it, it. Uh, than it is to not have one at all. But then the next thing is, okay, if you've got the policies in place, that's evidence that you've tried to stop bullying happening. The next thing, of course, is, okay, if you did get a complaint, what have you done about it? Mm. And you need evidence of that. So that'll be notes of meetings that might have occurred, um, copies of letters, um, 
evidence that uh, if you've investigated bullying, well, what was the outcome of that investigation? Yeah. What steps did you take? What step did you take to protect the complainant while the investigation was going on? Mm. Uh, all of that you need evidence of, and that's usually in the form of diary notes, notes of meeting, letters and the like. Mm. Courts love paper. Mm. You need evidence. And, and you, this came in a month ago. And you're not aware of anything happening yet, really, under the Act, so we're going to have to wait and see what happens, won't we? Like any new piece of legislation, yep, it's a matter of wait and see. Well, thanks for your time, Greg. We'll uh, We'll have a chat with you again in a couple of months just to see how, how things are going with that particular Act. I'll be keeping a close eye on it. You're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. And our first show for the year, time to pop over to Christina Sikiatis for our Minute on Innovation. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian, and welcome back. It's great to hear you on radio again. And you, and you. Thank you. <laughs> so Thanks. we're starting a new year, although, as I said earlier, we're already one month into it. No, that's uh, right. And obviously uh, some of us in business came up with our New Year's resolutions. One of those should probably be to focus on some more innovative processes. Yeah, it's a really good time to set new agendas for businesses. Um, and as somebody in an email said to me the other day, as Australia wakes up after Australia Day holiday from our extended leave, um, and I'm not sure how true that is for small business especially, I'm sure they were back on back on deck a couple of weeks ago in their heads, if nothing else. Mm. Um, but, but it is a really good time to set some agendas, set some priorities. And for me, Julian, the themes this year are, are probably determination, commitment, collaboration and innovation. And I think all those things tie in together um, and it's a really nice time of the year to, to be reminded about um, different opportunities that you can create because you're a bit refreshed and um, because you've come back from a holiday season and that's um, that really light, lovely summer feeling for, for a lot of people. Um, but it's a really nice headspace to be able to think of new things to introduce into businesses, tiny little new processes that might have five minutes on innovation as, as part of your weekly meeting agenda. Um, different ideas where different sections around your business can collaborate. I know some small businesses don't have the, the luxury of having um, many, you know, many heads uh, in them, many hands on deck. Mm. But there are a lot of small businesses have sections. They've got their marketing section, their accounting section, you know, their sales section, and it's really nice to bring those people together um, so that everybody understands the whole business and knows what else is going on. And through that, different collaborations, different innovative processes. Um, can be sparked. It's, it's remarkable what can happen around a table when you've got that, you know, when you've got some heads in different spaces coming together with the idea of collaboration. So, do you, do you think it's a good idea to uh, perhaps revisit uh, the SWOT analysis, the strengths and weaknesses, and the opportunities and threats of a business, and say, okay, what are we doing well? What could we do a little bit better at? And therefore, that might be the opening door to areas that we could innovate a bit better. Spot on, because we actually should be revisiting SWOT analysis, our key key performance indicators, everything, on a regular basis. Mm. We shouldn't actually just be doing that once, you know, and, and maybe dragging it out 12 months later to see if we're on track, because new opportunities come up all the time. Mm. The world is, so, is changing at such a fast pace, and the way technologies are introduced... And, of course, the Internet. ...capabilities. Oh, for sure. So, you know, these things need to be revisited constantly. I mean, 12 months ago, did we really expect a mining crash? You know, did we really... I mean, a lot of people had predicted it, of course, but the majority of people were going along going, oh, well, you know, yeah, it might happen or maybe it won't. And that was absolutely true 12 months ago. Maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. 
Um, things have happened in manufacturing, but at the moment there's an upswell. You know, there's a, there was a report um, on manufacturing on the manufacturing industry a couple of days ago that actually said things are on the increase. Okay. Um, there was one major company in Newcastle that won a won a really big contract just in the, in the last week or so. So, you know. The, the ebb and flow of what's yes. going on out there at the moment is incredible. Yeah, and of course, as I just said, the internet, um, you know, it's amazing yes. how much business is now being done online, and yet Absolutely. so many, particularly small businesses, are not taking advantage of that powerful no. tool. Yeah, they're not, and and even you know, even if even if part of that new agenda is dedicating somebody to doing half an hour only research per week on what's new in their area, and then also what's new in different areas because. For example, fashion collaborate really well. You know, at a, at a time of um, particularly one label was, was down in, in its profile, they collaborated with another label, released a, a, a cheaper version of, of their clothing or a cheaper, cheaper afford, more affordable um, line of these two designers in collaboration, released it at a, at a major retailer, um, and the, the, um, the acknowledgement was incredible. The line sold out. And the marketing value that that had for that particular designer was incredible. Well, collaboration. Yeah, and uh, as I say, but sometimes it's as simple as just putting things on Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn. And I mean, I know my wife's business has uh, has probably quadrupled in the last three months just through Facebook. Yeah, so, it's, and it's incredible. The internet, the social media, linking people together—it's wonderful. And and mm. just coming up with those new ideas, even if they're just a new idea for your business. You know, it's something that you haven't tried before. Well, okay. Right. Well, let's uh, talk about some of those new ideas over the next few weeks as we head into 2014. Fantastic, Julian. That'll be great. Thank you very much for your time, Christina, and we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. Have a great week. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina Sikiatis there with some thoughts on innovation, and we will keep on focus on innovation because it's just so important for small businesses particularly, but for all businesses. And uh, here's a little uh, tip from uh, the Harvard Business Review. Tweak your to-do list to really get things done. Maybe that will help us to do something with innovation. Deciding in advance when and where you will complete a a task can double or triple your chances of actually doing it. Add a specific when and where to each task on your list. For example, call Bob becomes Tuesday after lunch, I'll call Bob from my desk. By creating a specific plan for calling Bob, you can seize the moment and make the call, even when you're busy doing other things. You've already done the hard work of deciding what to do. Now you can execute the plan without thinking consciously about it. And thank you very much for your time again. I hope you've enjoyed the first program for the year. Particularly, we've looked at those uh, new laws relating to workplace bullying, and they did come into effect uh, a month ago now, and it will be interesting to see how they go. And, of course, now the time to focus a little bit on innovation. And in a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law, and at the same time next week... Until then, have a safe and happy week. And as Will Rogers once said, people's minds are changed through observation, not through argument.